the Shir Tanya for the twenty-fourth um, day of Teves for Hashanah Beres begins on Amud Yudches with Perek Yud Gimel with the words of Bezei Yuvon, and it ends on Amud Yudches by the words Minachoyshech Keniskar Leil. Now. Now we're basically summing up after what we've learned in the last few parakim with the level of a benuni. We're basically going back to the beginning of the idea that the Alter Rebbe started off the Tanya in the first parak, in which the Alter Rebbe emphasized over there that it isn't possible to say that a benuni is one that has, or God forbid, fails in 50% in half of the mitzvahs, it does half mitzvahs and half of Vedas. The Al-Tarebbe was Shailil, uh, negated that interpretation of Benoni. And based on what we learned before in the previous Prokim, we see, and Al-Tarebbe already said it in the Perek Aleph, but he explained it in the previous Prokim, that the Benuni is mostly a description of what goes on in the person's inside that while uh, the person has within him two forces and they these forces are as potent and strong as ever there's a battle going on inside the person the Nefesh kiss the Eitzar Toiv in his head from the head in the left, in the right ventricle to the heart, and the nefesh bahamis in the left ventricle of the heart, and they're battling for control over the body, and that's why there is a benoni because both of these forces are within him, as opposed to the tzaddik in the rosh that I've explained before, is where the tzaddik overpowers and pushes away at least some of the. Nefesh uh, which is Tzadik Veraloi, or totally, or the other way around, the Russia, and the other extreme, uh, pushes away part of the Nefesh uh and, or God forbid, Tufesh totally. Uh, but the Benoni has both forces. However, the Altarebbe explained that these forces are only in the inside of the person. Because if we're talking about the Machshava Dibur Maizin result in thought, speech, and action, over there the Nefesh Abahamis is fully in control, the Nefesh Al-Kis is fully in control, and he doesn't allow for the Nefesh Abahamis to expand into the uh, Nefesh, into the soul, into the body of the person. The human body does not serve as a vehicle at all to the Nefesh Abahamis. Although, in the heart, there is. Sometimes it can even be Hirhurim, as we learned. But, the uh, cognitive, to allow the soul of the Nefesh Abahamis to express, to do things which are prohibited, and not L'Shem Shemayim, that's not allowed by the Nefesh Alekis, his power. And that's why the Alter Rebbe is going to explain now in Perikid Gimel. This explains the language that the Gemara uses with regards to the Benini and the battle that takes place that the language used over there is that 
the Bainani has two judges as opposed to two people that rule over him. A judge gives an opinion, but he does not necessarily have the final say how the person should act. It's an opinion. There is a makeup of several judges. So the Nefesh Elikis, Nefesh Abamis are judges that give their opinion what the goof should do, what the body should do, that what each the person should do, should he give in to the Nefesh Elikis or to Nefesh Abamis. But that's not something that they can control what he should actually do. So the Lashen Shaiftom expresses that they just have an opinion, but not that the is going to act on that opinion. As opposed to the language, if it was in the interpretation, like we uh, ordinary like to think that a Bainani is somebody that has 50-50, then it would be that the two of them are not Shaiftom, but they're Muslim, they are ruling. Let's learn aside. Perikid Gimel. And with this that we explained before, we'll understand the language of the saying of our sages that they said in the Gemara in Brochus that brought down before it says there that the middle one in between the Tzadik and Rosh this one and that one judges them the good inclination and the bad inclination. Here he uses the lotion, and not as we've been using before, the lotion of the Bainuni, uh, of the Nefesh Elikis and the Nefesh Abahamis. Uh, I'm thinking just that in the uh, Gemara, the concept of Nefesh Elikis and Nefesh Abahamis was not yet revealed. This was from Reb Chaim Vital that the Alter Rebbe brings down in Perek Aleph. So in the Gemara, when we say Zev is Sheftom, he's talking about the Yitzchak Tov Yitzchak According to the Kabbalah, later on, it was revealed that it's not just a inclination, but there's a nefesh. There's a nefesh of the kids, a nefesh of the the whole system, as the Alter Rebbe explained. But I think that maybe that's why the Alter Rebbe writes here in the brackets Pedush Yitzchak Tov Yitzchak because in the Gemara it's the Yitzchak Tov Yitzchak and then the Gemara brings a proof for this that they both are Shaiftom. It brings also a Posik Dixi, because there's a Posik in Tehillim, Perikuftes, Posik Lamad Aleph, over there it says, Hashem stands by the right hand side of the poor to save them. And over there it says, from those who judge his soul. So the Gemara brings a raya. The pasuk calls them shayfteh nafshi. That there is two shayfteh, which is the yitzah toim yitzah hara. The Gemara and tupers, and that's why the Gemara says that he has two people judging him. So what do we see that the pasuk and the Gemara use the language of shayfteh? So it's veloy amru, but it didn't say zevezem moishlam chas mishal. It didn't say that both of them rule that the yitzah hara would also rule over the person. That would be the meaning if we say that a person has fails in 50% of the misses. Because that's impossible. Kikshayesh, as Dalton explained earlier in Because if there is a dominance and there is a ruling from the Yetzirah, not only an opinion, but a ruling, which means he controls, 
But you're katana in the small city, that's the body as we were talking about. I feel if you show Kalo, even if this was just for a temporary, for a little while. And as we learned before, even though he does shiva later on. But since his status is such that he fails, that he could fail, and it's not certain that he can withstand these situations. So in that time when he fails, he's Nikra Rosha Isha. So then at that time he's called a Rosha. Um, so he can't fail at all. So what here we're trying to say is that a person, a Bainani, cannot fail in 50%. Because if any Avera, at the time that he's failing, he is considered a Rosha. Nikra Rosha Isha. Hello. So what is it? So if the Yetzir Hara is not dominated, so what does it mean he's a Shafit? A Yetzir Hara ain't a Rakhadarachmoshal Kamay Shafit. The Yetzir Hara is only by way of example like a judge, the Dayan. Who gives his opinion, his ruling in this judgment. And yet, no, no, notwithstanding the fact that he's a judge, and we're talking about another judge who's only one. We're talking about, we're talking about there's two judges. In the case where there's a makeup of few judges, it doesn't matter. Just because one is a judge too, doesn't mean that the ruling is like him. Still could be that the ruling should not be such like this judge. And the reason is, because there's an additional judge and a dayan who disagrees with him. And we need to make a decision between which one of the judges the person should act. And the ruling remains like not like the judges say, but like the one who decides amongst the judges who the ruling should be like. So, same thing is with the battle that takes place in the for the control of the persons. By, by the the voices its opinion in the left ventricle in the house, left ventricle of the heart. That's where the nefesh is rest. even from the heart from the heart, it goes up to the mind to think about it automatically. Uh, so as soon as it goes up, as we learned before, as soon as it goes up, he doesn't entertain it. He doesn't accept it. Because Umiyod, as soon as that idea comes to his mind, the other judge disagrees with him, which is his godly soul, which is in his mind. That now expands into the right ventricle of the heart, which is the place where the Yitzhah rests, so that the person should not go through with his desire of his heart, but rather the person's Yitzhah takes control, and he says, no, don't do it. So who's to decide between these two judges by the Benoni, between these two forces? The ruling remains like the one who decides. Who decides? Who HaKadosh Baruch Hu HaIzrael Yitzhar Toif? That is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem helps the Yitzhar Toif. 
Hashem gives the Yetzer Toiv the extra power, there is an advantage to the Yetzer Toiv that he should be able to overpower the Yetzer. But it's not in the Yetzer Toiv's uh, capacity in of itself. Because Kimai Merazal, because we know, as the Razal tell us in Kiddushin Lamed, Omen Beis, Il Mole HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ezrei, had HaKadosh Baruch Hu not given the help to the person or to the Yetzer Toiv, Ein Yochelei, so he will not be able to overcome the Yetzer Every day the person Yetzer pushes, and Hashem helps him. In what form, in what shape does this help come around? What does it mean this help That's a shine, a light, that godly light that lights and shines on the godly soul. So that she should have an advantage and a dominance. Hashem lights and gives them that pair that she should be able to dominate over the foolishness of the fool in the Yetzirah. Like the advantage of light of darkness, Hashem gives them the power that a little bit light should be able to push away a lot of the darkness, and the darkness gets automatically pushed away from the darkness of the Yetzirah, notwithstanding that even that it's a little the light of the Nefesh is it overpowers the Nefesh Bahamis. So, that's the ability to overpower. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the person will use that. But it's the second part that the Al-Tarebbe used of the that's the Kodesh Baruch that it's an advantage. Not only does he have the, the ability to overcome Mitzad Teva, but he also actually gets that special light Hashem gives the koyach to the nefesh alikis to overcome all the obstacles of the nefesh al-Bahamas.